Nearly every business owner I've ever asked said they started their business to get some sort of freedom. Time freedom, financial freedom, the freedom of being their own boss. And there's one thing that provides more freedom than any other. And of course, we're resistant to it, which is why it's so hard. What is it? Stay tuned to find out. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So the phrase, I have no time, is probably said more than just about any other complaint I hear from business owners. The truth of the matter is there's only one way to get more time, and that's to do fewer things that take time. It's simple, but it's not easy. In the beginning, we have no choice but to delegate tasks. We first start our business, we have no choice. You know, we're, if, you, if you're doing accounting and you're doing tax returns, you hire somebody to help you do tax returns and help with other things like answer the phones and send emails. If you're in a blue-collar trade, maybe you're out in a truck and you hire somebody to, to be an apprentice or to help you do the thing, or maybe you hire somebody to answer the phones and help. And, and we delegate tasks. This is what we do. I need to be over here doing this thing. While I'm doing that thing, I need you to do this other thing. And here's how you do it. So he's, it's like, you know, do this thing this way, in this order, and then go on to this other thing. <laughs> That's how... It doesn't matter what we hire the people to do. This is how it goes. We, we delegate tasks to them. And that works for a while. Sometimes that works for a long time. Could work for years. But before you know it, you'll find that you can't be in all the places you need to be in order to delegate tasks anymore. Eventually, there are so many tasks you're trying to, to delegate. There's just not enough time in your day to tell people, do this thing this way, in this order, and then go do this other thing. You just, you're just, you're only one person. You can't be in all these places at one time. So eventually, you must start delegating decisions. And this is one of the hardest things for us, but it's the only way we can do what we want, which is get freedom. You've heard me say before countless times, you can either have control or you can have freedom. You cannot have both. You can have controls. But you cannot have control in, in which you like tell people, here's how you do the thing step by step and be there or ensure like they're calling you and telling you, yep, I did exactly how you said. You can't have that and have freedom. So before you know it, you can't be in all the places you need to. You feel like you're bouncing from fire to fire to fire because people are, are needing to be told what to do the next thing or something went sideways and they were not prepared to handle. It. They don't have the, the knowledge they need to to know what to do when it doesn't go exactly as you told them it would go. And so you're bouncing from fire to fire to fire. And this is where you know you have to start delegating decisions. But there's problems. There's lots of problems with delegating decisions, which is why we're resistant to it. it one of them is it's often just faster just to tell someone how to do the thing than teach them how to make decisions about the thing. It's faster in the short term to give them a fish than it is to teach them how to fish. 
That's just how it works. So we have to be mindful and we have to figure out that making short-term decisions like just telling them how to do the thing today does not lead to long-term solutions. Long-term, I want to have freedom. Long-term, I don't want to have to make this decision. Long-term, this employee needs to know how to make this decision. So the longer I kick the can down the road of not teaching them how to make the decision and just telling them what to do, the longer I'm not going to have freedom. The longer it is I'm going to be stuck you know, in this position where I'm trying to put out all these fires and bounce from place to place and, and work these obscene amounts of hours and go home and never feel like the job is done and never feel like I'm getting ahead and feeling like I'm on the, the hamster wheel and just treading water. Like these are different phrases I hear people say, like the hamster wheel and putting fires out. We're kicking that can down the road if we're not teaching people how to make decisions. So even if you get to a point where you're ready and you say, today is the day. I'm going to stop giving them a fish. I'm going to start teaching them how to fish. Well, just because you're ready doesn't mean your team is ready. They, in fact, may not be ready. You may have to teach them some more foundational concepts before you can teach them how to make decisions about a particular thing. So let me give you an example. A guy I work with, I'll call him Joe. He was promoting a, a technician, Larry, I'll call him, to a supervisory role. Now, the thing we had to figure out was, well, how do you go about teaching Larry how to be a supervisor, right? What are the, what are the you know, one of the things you're going to have to figure out is, what are the kinds of situations you want the new supervisor, Larry, to solve problems versus teaching the techs how to solve their own problems? So we get fewer of these kinds of calls. So if I get a call from a technician who says, hey, I'm not sure how to price this. I have a customer complaint I'm dealing with, whatever it is. I, in that phone call, I can either say, go do this, or I can take the time to educate this technician on how to make decisions so I hopefully will have fewer of these calls in the future. That's a decision I have to make. But before I can teach, so before I can teach Larry the mechanics of teaching his subordinate technicians, I need to help Larry understand how he will know when he should invest the time to teach and how he will know when he should not invest the time to teach. When is it the right time for Larry, the new supervisor, to invest the time on this phone call to teach somebody how to solve this problem on their own in the future? Or when is it appropriate for Larry just to tell them what to do and they just go do the thing? So in this case, before I can teach the mechanics of how to, how to actually transfer the knowledge he has to these younger people or more inexperienced people, I have to let him know when it's good time for him to invest that, in, that energy and time and when not to. So I, that's what I mean by an example of a, a foundational thing that people might need to know before we get to teach the thing we want to teach, right? I don't want to be the person answering technician phone calls anymore. I want to hire Larry to do that. Okay, well, before Larry can do that, he has to know when it's appropriate to do that and when it's not appropriate to do that. So that's an example of recent situation where um, we had to figure out like more foundational kinds of things before we got to the actual thing we were trying to solve, the, the problem we we're trying to solve with freeing the business owner up. So in the short term, sometimes it can take time to establish establish that foundation upon which we can delegate decisions. So this is one of those things where there's not an immediate gratification. <laughs> we could we could put a serious amount of time into into trying to solve this problem before we see any benefits. And as humans, that's not our strength generally is investing in amounts of time trying to solve a problem we're not going to see solved for weeks or months or whatever. So Again, in the short term, it can just take it can just take time, right? 
Other times it can be much quicker though, right? We can say something like, hey, Sally, do you think you've been here long enough as our office manager that you would be able to take on the responsibility of, of, of approving a PTO request? And either Sally will say, yeah, I've been here 18 months or I've been here three years. I thought you'd never ask. Or no, I don't. But, you know, if you kind of give me some guidelines, I could probably figure it out. That is something that would not take a lot of foundational knowledge. Here's our employee handbook. Here's how we here's how we make decisions. Here's the things that have to be covered before this kind of person can go away or whatever on PTO or whatever. So my point is some things take this foundational knowledge and some things do not. In, in no matter what though, we have to begin doing this. Like this there's not a different path to getting the freedom that we all say we want when we start our business than getting people in place who can make decisions we can trust so we can do other stuff. That's just how it works. Right. So in the short term, it's almost always faster to delegate tasks. But in the long term, the only way to grow the company and get freedom is to develop people so they can make solid decisions you can trust and actually begin delegating those decisions. I'm sorry to inform you. Sorry to be the one to tell you this. You're only human. There are a finite number of decisions you can make in one day. There are a finite number of things you can oversee in one day. There are a finite number of places you can be at one time. If your company is going to grow, you must get comfortable with prioritizing, delegating decisions, not just tasks. Now, depending on where your company is and how many employees you have and, and other variables, it, it's not the same for everyone. Some people, it's easier because of their industry. It's easier because of where people are located, whatever it is. We just have to get comfortable with the idea that this is something we have to start prioritizing. I have to be mindful that I have to stop just delegating tasks and start teaching people how to make decisions so they can make decisions, which means I don't have to be there to make that decision. That is the path, right? So one of the things I get asked is, okay, that all sounds great, Brian. Where do I start? How do I begin this? Like, where would I even start doing this? This feels like a monumental task that is so overwhelming. I couldn't even, I couldn't even know where to start. So here's a couple of practical solutions that I've tried with people that have worked, right? The first one is, as silly as this sounds, just start keeping a log of the kinds of questions you're being called on. Like you get calls from employees or, hey, can you come in here and look at this if it's in the office? Start keeping a log of the kinds of decisions you're called upon or required to make each week. So you may find that it's not as big a deal as you think, or you may find that it's way bigger thing, deal than you think. And then the important part here is to be diligent. And not say, well, I'm going to recap it at the end of the day. That that approach does not work. I can tell you that. You you literally, in my experience of doing this with people, have to have a notebook you carry with you that's like a piece of paper or a, a note on your phone. Like nowadays with like talk to text, these things are super, super easy to do. You have a note on your phone that says decisions and you just do the talk to text in the moment it happens. Again, we cannot say, well, I'm just going to recap it later on and I'll remember all this stuff. No, you won't. because a good number of these things are happening subconsciously. A great percentage of these things are happening without you even being consciously aware that you're doing this. You just start rattling off to people to go do things <laughs> because it's just, it's, it's, it's fast and it just gets off your plate, right? So the first thing is keeping a legitimate real time log of the decisions you were called upon or required to make each day, each week, whatever, however long you want. Some folks have done this for a week. Some folks have done it for a couple weeks. Some folks have done it for a month. It doesn't matter. Whatever makes sense for you, right? 
And then at the end of that time, you'll look at it back at the, after the week or you look back after the two weeks, and you'll start seeing trends of the kinds of things that you're making decisions on and that you'll at least get an objective uh, view of the kinds of things you're making decisions on, right? The next thing is once you kind of have a handle on that, or even if you, if you think you don't need that first part, that's fine. The second thing I've, I've done with people that has worked is to start consciously delegating X number of decisions per day, per week, whatever. Per day or per week are the two, two time frames that I've seen that work the best. If it's a month and that's, that's too long and, and we lose sight of it, like, you know, so a week is a great place to start. If you have, a, you know, if you have 15, 20 employees or five employees and you see, I'm making decisions on stuff that I really should be making decisions on. I'm going to commit to delegating three decisions each week. And over the course of a year, that would be 150 different decisions that you've delegated. That would be a tremendous amount of time you would free up. And you will learn in the process the areas in which your team is, is too weak to make those decisions. And that will form the foundation, the, the, the curriculum for the training you will do that teaches people how to make really good decisions. This is the second part I talked about. So the first thing is we're not ready. And the second thing is the team's not ready. Well, if the team's not ready, that's on me to, do, to, to develop the training and education curriculum to solve that problem. So if I start delegating decisions consciously and say, I need to delegate three decisions a week and it's Thursday and I got to get on it, I will be forced to delegate things. I will be forced to find out where people are just not ready. So if nothing else, just start getting familiar with the kinds of decisions you're making. So again, I'm saying the kinds of decisions you're making because we want to see what the trends are, what the patterns are. It sounds silly, but there's probably a bunch of them you're not even aware that you're 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 making that you would just you're just it's just happening, right? So we want to get a handle on what are the decisions I'm making, which ones should I be making, and which ones should I be delegating. So hopefully at the end of the week or two weeks or whatever time frame you pick, you have this list and you can look back and you've done a good job of keeping good notes that are accurate, that will allow you to look back and know exactly what it was about that aren't paragraphs. Obviously we want to keep it short and sweet, but it's got to be thorough. You got to be able to look back and say, this is what this is about. So you can look back and say, I shouldn't be making that decision. Why am I making that decision? Why isn't Becky making that decision? Why isn't John making that decision? Why is that coming to me? And the answer to that why question is, is the path to freedom, right? So again, we just want to get a handle on what are the decisions that we're making, the kinds of decisions we're making, what are the trends, what are the patterns, which one should I be making because it's my business? There are certain things I should be the one making decisions on and what are the ones I should not be? Which ones should I be delegating? Again, I can't stress this enough. You cannot build a company of any significant size or one that provides a reasonable level of freedom if you're not willing to delegate decision-making. If, you if you're the only one who can make the decision, you can take that vacation, but you got to take your phone with you. You can take that 40 weekend, but you got to take your laptop with you. The only way you get away from that is by having people in place who can make decisions in your absence. That is the only way. And you can either hire those people or you can train those people. That's it. That, that, that's the only path, right? So it's just important that we don't allow ourselves to come to believe that there's a different way. There's not a different way. Either you make the decision or somebody else does. If so, it's going to be somebody else, either you hire them or you teach them. That's it. It really is that simple. So, um, it's important that we're mindful of this because we have to be objective and intentional about delegating decisions, not just telling people how to do things. So 
All right. If you find this information I share helpful, please share this podcast with a friend or colleague you think you, who could benefit. Uh, you know, there's service business owners, white collar versions, be accounting firms, bookkeeping firms, IT service providers, marketing companies, blue collar versions, be any of the trades, of course, and carpet cleaning and window cleaning and, you know, those kinds of things. People who provide a service, business owners in industries where they provide a service. That's who I'm talking to in this podcast. If you know somebody who could benefit from this, you have Pass it along. It's free. Maybe they, maybe they pick up a tidbit they can uh, that would make their life easier. Of course, public sharing is appreciated also. But um, you know, it's easy nowadays to copy and paste this in an email or a text message or a Facebook Messenger or whatever. Send it to a friend or colleague who could benefit. Uh, anyhow, that's it for this week, and I'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>